It's uh, wonderful to see you and be with you today uh, in this Lent time and in this time of uh, worship and the time of learning. When we gather together, uh, whether you're in this room uh, or uh, for our friends online, we're grateful that you're doing church with us in your homes, maybe in your car, maybe you're wherever you are. Hopefully it is somewhere warm. Uh, but we celebrate with you as we celebrate together in these four walls. And so um, uh, as we do most weeks, we will be receiving communion together today. Pastor Scott will be leading us in that. And so if you haven't already done so at home, uh, go ahead and get your bread or your crackers, juice, whatever you have. And we'll be receiving the communion meal together today. Uh, friends, um, online you'll be able to see uh, there's a PDF of the notes of the message if you want to follow along when Pastor Claire leads us and teaches us today uh, and there's all kinds of good stuff that's happening that you can find on Facebook today so our friends online we say welcome and I to worship this morning now when Jesus saw the crowd he went up on a mountainside and sat down his disciples came to him and he began to teach them he said blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And will you all read the rest of this with me? And let's read this together and take in the words that Jesus taught us. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Healing miracles. and guidance with financial and career decisions. Praying for her, praying for the strength to make it until the end of the semester. And I know there's a lot of people in school right now. So we're praying, God, for those to make it through this semester. This person says, I have Alzheimer's. Please pray for me. Pray that, I, that my loved ones in heaven have found peace and have lost pain. Peace upon peace for who needs it. 
for my family and long life. For Olivet College and the young man that was wounded. Prayers for my sister, Joe. Pray for our children to come to God. Healing and strength for the pain cancer is putting in my and every other body facing it. Healing for our friend Nancy and peace for her family. Prayers for Trisha and cousin Jeff for her cancer. Prayers for dad, my children, and grandchildren. Praising God for John's healing. Praying for our family to be saved. Prayers for our health and safety for everyone. Baba, bring abundance. Prayer for our grown kids, addiction and mental health. Prayer for our grandkids. Prayer for our mom's health, our dad's upcoming surgery, our young boys, and our marriage. Prayers for safe travels and joy-filled future with family and friends and a community that loves her authentic self. Want to pray for all the lost and broken that the love of God will find them and touch their hearts. When you know one of these prayers is from a kid, it kind of changes how you feel about it. Oh, this one says, I pray for no more addiction among citizens of the world from Eden. Praise God. Thank you for your amazing love, mercy, and grace in our lives. I pray for guidance and healing, strength and courage. Safety and peace for my sons and their girlfriends. I pray for all the people doubting God's word and that they will allow God to lead them back to him. Praise the Lord, for he is glorious. Never shall his promise fail. Amen. God has made his saints victorious. Sin and death, death shall not prevail. Amen. Can we stand together as Tesla leads us in the way that Jesus taught us to pray? So let us pray together the prayer Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen.
things that um, Claire and I had so much love and we miss, uh, we get to live it in different ways, is when uh, we would be able to be with our family when our parents were still alive, we'd be with our family around things like holidays or birthdays, and like the room would be filled with, uh, or the house would be filled with, most rooms were too small for the whole family, but at times we were all in the same room, crowded in, and it could feel like that, right? It could feel like this has got to be what heaven feels like, to be in a room together like this. And uh, the psalm this week, this week of Lent, is Psalm 23. And as we get prepare our hearts for communion, um, I want you to imagine, um, maybe you didn't have that experience in your family. Maybe, maybe that wasn't your experience, but maybe it was. But for all of us, I want you to imagine being at a table um, and what that must have felt like, for instance, in the upper room for the disciples to be in that room with Jesus, to break bread with Jesus, to share a cup with Jesus. And I want you to understand that we come together, those of us in the room and those of us online, we come together really as family and all around the world on, on this Sabbath. All around the world, people are coming to a table, gathering as not just the body of Christ, but the family of Christ. And I want you to imagine what that is when you, when you think about Jesus, for instance, sitting at your table, sitting at our table, and what that what that would feel like, what that represents, and what just you know, I, Claire and I have these memories of just our our own moms and dads and family being at a table, and just the goodness of that, the resource of that, the strength of that. And we would all come in from different places kids and grandkids and nephews and nieces and gather, bring our brokenness and our celebrations and our love for one another, feel the goodness of that and know that there was a resource in being together and how much more should we feel the resource of Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in the room as we gather. So Psalm 23 is, is just a beautiful, familiar scripture. I want to read maybe all of it. We'll see. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and he restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you, O oh God, you're with me. Your rod, your staff, it's for comforting, not just me, but comforting all of us as we come to this table. And this is what I want us to pay attention to this morning as we break bread together, as we kind of sit symbolically at this table and also in reality at this table with God 
you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now right away, probably if not all of us, almost all of us start to think about people. And I want to put before you that this is not about people. Your enemy is not about flesh and blood. Jesus does not set a table before enemies that are people. Jesus is setting a table. We gather at this table and we all come in with different enemies. Enemies physically, disease, lack in our finances, relational enemies, brokenness in our relational worlds. Our minds, some of us, need healing. Some of us are, are overwhelmed with debt. Those are enemies. I want you to bring your enemy, and I want to bring my own yes. enemies yes. to the table. Yes. Because Jesus is setting a table in this place before our enemies. And the scripture goes on and it says, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. And then our heads get anointed with oil and our cup overflows. Go ahead and hold the cup up and then hold the bread up too. Because not only does our cup overflow, but surely goodness and love follow us all the days of our life. And we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's a, there is much provision at the table. And God wants all of us to know today as we break bread together as a family, a body that goes far beyond just Crossroads Church, know this, know this, that your cup overflows. And there is healing for, and there is forgiveness, and there is restoration, and there is the resources of God that we share with one another. So we break this bread, Lord, in honor of you and in remembrance of you, Lord Jesus. And we also break it and understand that you overwhelm us with abundance. Go ahead and take the bread. And Jesus, we know that with your blood, you destroyed sin, the power of it in our lives, the effects of it on our world. And as we take this cup, we celebrate the fact that we can receive not only forgiveness, but restoration, healing, abundance, and goodness. And we're so grateful that you sit at the head of the table we sit here as a family and we celebrate as we have all come in broken and we celebrate God that you can do what only you can do for us and we come together as a people to celebrate the work of the cross and the resurrection this morning in Jesus name go ahead and take the cup church and surely goodness we will remember for all
all the days of our life. Amen? Amen. Let's, um, let's pray for our kids as they head up and our offering. If we could all just kind of hold still as we pray together. Um, Lord, we, we hear the lyrics of that song and we feel that. And we pray for a longing for all of us to grow for you, for our children. We pray they would long for you, that their journey would be one where they just are growing in their faith. That let this day as they're together, let it be a, a beautiful day, a powerful day for them. For our teachers upstairs, we bless them. We thank you for the team that works with the children. And we pray, God, for all of us that that longing and that being desperate for you, um, if that seems for, foreign to any of us, I just pray, God, you would open those hearts. And for those of us that are already sensing a longing, we pray that would grow. And now also as we pray for the offering, uh, we're cognizant of the time of year we're in. It's one of the, it's that time of year where pretty soon farmers are going to be putting seeds in the soil. So we bless them. And we thank you that they have a generative spirit. They have an understanding of they're not just trying to feed themselves. So they put seed in the ground to bring increase for others. So, Lord, today, as we pray for this offering, we pray you'd help us be mindful that today we sow seed, and we're mindful of it this time of year especially. We sow seed in preparation for a harvest, not just for our own food, not just for goodness for us to realize in our own household or as an individual, but that the gospel would go forth, that the love of God would multiply and that we'd be generative and generous and let our barns overflow and let us have a generous spirit to share and not to hoard and to see your work in the world through us. We give you thanks for the privilege of that. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Good morning, everybody. So happy to be with you today. Um, a few announcements for you. One, welcome. If you're new, we would love to connect with you. You can connect with the QR code, um, and we will reach out to you with any questions you have, or you can go to the Next Steps News um, kiosk thing right in the back, and we can answer any questions you have about anything. If you're new, we have a gift for you, and we'd just love to say hi. Um, we want to let you know that Cultural Connections is actually canceled for today. Um, we're postponing for a little while, but um, so if you had plans, I pray God would bless your hour and do weird things for you in the free hour you now have. Um, we're heading into Holy Week pretty soon here, so we want to make sure you know all your options and can plan ahead. Thursday is called Maundy Thursday, and the Marks family has generously invited us to participate in a service that they've had with their friends from college for a long time. Their family does a foot washing service, and you can join it virtually. And we know that not everybody has people in their homes with them. And so if you would like to join a home um, for this so that you have people to wash feet with, there are options available in Albion, Marshall, and Battle Creek. So if you register for that event online or at Next Steps News, we can get you more information about which household you can join for that. And then we'll have our Good Friday service on April 7th out at our labyrinth. We do the Stations of the Cross together, 
And it's a beautiful chance to worship and gather and walk with the steps of Jesus on the day that he died as we honor that day. And then we do have an Easter Sunday service at 1032 as well that we hope you will all attend as well. Yes. <laughs> and then our last announcement is that we want you to save the date um, for this next transforming retreat. On April 22nd, um, the theme of the retreat is Wounded Healer. And many of you, actually probably all of us, have wounds in our life. And as Christians, we believe that God meets our wounds with hope, first with comfort and empathy and deep knowledge of that mm. as our God was wounded mm -hmm. and has taken on much pain for our sake. Um, but we believe that hope meets those place, places, healing meets those places, and we are sent to heal along with those wounds, um, right. just as Jesus has done before us. Mm -hmm. So we would love for you to join us for this time of reflection. Um, and we'll, you'll have time alone and time together. Retreats are kind of funky. If you've never heard of them or you're confused by them, you can find more information on our website. Um, it's from 9.30 to 12.30 on Saturday morning and would love for you to join us. Hannah, I love your language. You want God to do weird things for people in that hour and come to a funky retreat. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, that is good. Let's stand together, friends. Um, before you start the message clock, we need to pray. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm, don't start the clock. This week, we got a, um, a very, uh, very scary phone call from Pastor Carlo. Uh, there were gunmen outside of our kindergarten in Haiti this week. And um, there... The, the, the audio that Pastor Carlo said sounded like a war zone. And so our children were on the ground in the kindergarten there. Um, we, we have very little new information for all of you because um, they don't have electricity to be charging their phones to keep us in the loop. As far as we knew, um, the children were taken to a safe place, but we have no other information about our city, our beloved mayor. So together, friends, um, we ask you, God, for our precious Haitian family, that God, um, in a place where the enemies of violence are able to have infiltration into people's deeds because they are broken and impoverished and don't know how uh, to find their way. We pray with the heart of Jesus today for all of the people, for our sweet little ones, first of all. Would you heal them of this deep trauma that they just experienced? Would you give their families a way to find safety? Would you, would you pour out on them the knowledge of the God who loves them deeply? Would you gather them up in your arms, even on this day, that they would feel a physical representation of the God who loves them more than they could ever understand? And as Bonnie always prays, would you place a wall of fire around them and protection and warring angels to keep them in all their ways. Oh God, we need you. As a church, we're asking 
that you would do what only you and all the forces of heaven can do. And would you save the gunmen? Would you give them the ability to turn their hearts toward you and to see that they're trying to fill their needs in ways that they're, it's not gonna work? Would you give them divine revelation? Would you heal their eyesight and their broken hearts and their traumatic history in order for them to be able to open their hearts to the love of God and to seeing their neighbors as themselves? We know that we don't know how to pray. That even the disciples, when they said, Lord, teach us to pray, they had been praying all their lives but they needed a new way to pray. God, would you give us a new way to pray so that we would join together with heaven and be a part of bringing peace on earth and goodwill to all humans. We pray these things in the powerful name of Jesus, trusting you, God, trusting you. We, put, we lift our heads to you and pray that our brothers and sisters in Haiti would just hear a chorus of heaven, a great cloud of witnesses praying for them, loving them, and holding them up before you. And then would you give us the privilege when you said Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us, would you let us hear the prayer that Jesus is praying and that we join with that prayer and be a part of being the answer to that prayer. And everyone in Jesus' name, we said amen, amen, amen. Oh, God, amen. Amen. So why don't you just give one another the sign of peace? Please, go ahead. Go. Let's get some peace energy in the room. I don't know if you ever remember that. Let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Let there be peace on earth, the peace that, sing it, Lindsay, you probably got, yeah. With God as our Father, brothers and sisters, all are we. Let us walk with our brothers and sisters in perfect harmony. Oh, and then there's like crescendo verses that you got to, so look it up on YouTube if you've never heard it. So important for us to be the instruments of peace. I loved the grace of Scott, getting to hear Scott's voice praying with Pastor Carlo in the midst of that, like that Scott was bringing the peace of God and, um, and together as they prayed. I want to say we need one another in tough times. You need to hear the voice of another human when you're in the midst of it, right? Yeah. yeah, you need to hear the voice of another human when you're in the midst of it. Because we do not walk alone. And if I knew how to sing, you'll never walk alone. I'd do that right now too, but I know I won't hit that note. Maybe Jeff can come back later. We've been in this beautiful series for the Lent season that Tesh kicked off for us, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. And then we continued to talk about intention. And I want to say on this day, Sunday, I want to talk about Sabbath rest. So take a breath. Take a breath. 
I'm going to invite us to listen to the words of this scripture and see what emerges for you. Like, you know, um, I love to hear the word uh, that God is speaking to me. Like, if I just do random Jesus and flip my Bible open, it might say, um, and Judas, you know, whatever, okay? You know, and I don't want to follow that. So I want to say the word of God is Christ. And so when I'm reading scripture, I'm listening for the voice of Christ. Like, what is God inviting me to? We had a, a woman years ago who called us and said, I'm going to cut my toe off and offer it to God. Um, and um, and because, like Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son. And, you know, Scott and I just said, um, you know, we were able to be with her in that moment. That was very much a traumatic moment for her and help her to know that God was not asking for her to do any such thing, right? And so if we are students of Christ, we will know the word of Christ that's being breathed on us in a moment rather than randomly finding a Bible verse and saying, oh, I guess we need to go kill all the Amalekites, right? That's an, it, it, that, that is a missing that, you know, Christ is missing in that kind of theological use of scripture. So I know the voice of God is the voice of love and encourages me to choose love at every moment. And so I follow that voice. So when we read the scripture, I just want to say, let something emerge from you that you could write down. If it shimmers, we call it that, like it just kind of stands out. Or if it feels like, oh, that just woke my heart up and gave me hope. Or, oh, that was like a little disturbing, and maybe Jesus wants to talk to me about that. So, this is the word of Jesus through our brother Matthew, chapter 5. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. And he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who went before you. So just reflect for a moment. What did you hear? What stood out? What word, what phrase is the Holy Spirit speaking to you?
and stay with that. Write it somewhere, put it in your iPhone, your Android. I want to read to you from a scholar uh, named Elias. He said, knowing Aramaic, the language of Jesus has greatly enriched my understanding, Jesus' teaching, because the Bible as we know it is a translation of a translation. Can you all say that? Is a translation of a translation. So we sometimes get the wrong impression. Blessed is the translation of the word, the word makaroi, used, used, right, in the Greek New Testament. However, when I look further back to Jesus' Aramaic, I find that the original word was ashray, from the verb yashar. And ashray does not have this passive quality to it at all. Like, just be blessed. Instead, it means to set yourself on the right way for the right goal, to turn around and repent. Sounds a little more like action than just sitting there and being blessed in the midst of your, you know, boogie monsters. How could I go to a persecuted young man in Palestinian refugee camp, for instance, and say, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted, and blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of justice, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That man would revile me, saying, neither I nor my God understood his plight. And he might be right. When I understand Jesus' words in Aramaic, I translate it like this. Get up, go ahead, do something, move, you who are hungry and thirsty for justice, for you shall be satisfied. Get up, go ahead and do something, you peacemakers, for you shall be the children of God. Not passive, active, right? Not passive, active. And the interesting thing about that is neither one are wrong, but they both have a perspective. You know like what we like to say around here. We don't see things as we are. We see them as we are, right? So if you're like that person, that peacemaker type, you see everything, you read the whole Bible through that lens. If you're a person who's going to get up and do justice, you see the whole Bible through that lens. And if we only have those two lenses, we're in trouble. We need each other. Amen and amen and amen and amen. I call this like the difference between the people who are being people reading scripture and those who are doing people reading scripture. Those who are justice oriented and those who are more contemplatively oriented. Like, and we need one another because justice and action are inextricably bound. So I just want to say it like this. Do you have the rhythm of doobie, doobie, do? Do, dooby, dooby, come on. Dooby, dooby, do. Doob, dooby, dooby. Dooby, dooby, do. Come on. Doob, dooby, dooby. Big, big, do. You know, it wasn't just Frank Sinatra. You can find the rappers have remade that song. You can find the rocksters that have remade the song. But there's something really lovely about the rhythm of do, be. Do, be. Right? I mean, all doing without being, you are a wreck waiting to bring wreckage to other people. All being and somebody's waiting for you to get up and come over and help me over here, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love this. So even on this Sunday, we get the being going on, right? 
We get to be with God in some ways that we get to hear the words of Christ. We get to listen and sing words in music that actually enrich our souls. We get to be, and in fact, you know, there's actually a commandment that says to make the Sabbath day holy. But then there are people, you know, that are kind of religious about the Sabbath. I don't know if you've ever seen that, probably not. But they show up in our brother John's gospel. It says, they brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind, but now he's seeing. Now on that day when Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes on what day? Uh-oh, he's in trouble. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. Well, he put mud on my eyes, the man said, and I washed it, and now I see. Oh, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. We've never seen that either, have we? Right? I mean, I love people who write books on Sabbath and tell you you can't go to the grocery store to get the bologna and bread that you need to eat that day. You know what I'm saying? And I want to just say, well, what, what day is the person that works at the grocery store? What day is their Sabbath? What day is your Sabbath? You know, years ago, Scott and I decided that we were going to start practicing Sabbath. For some reason, this thing keeps flipping up, Matt. I don't know what you want to do, because now you're getting all my S's. Isn't that distracting? I'm sorry, you guys. Very hard to be me. I have a leak in my mouth. I think we all do. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. And, and here's the reality, friends. What we really need to realize is that what the Sabbath was made for, man, for you to rest. Find out when your Sabbath time is and keep the Sabbath in ways that bring life to your soul. You know, I talked to a young mom and she's like, you know, I was using my Sabbath to clean the house and get everything ready for the rest of the week. And, you know, and, and, um, and she said, do you work on your Sabbath? I said, you know what Scott and I do on our Sabbath? Um, is we typically clean up the house after the grandchildren have been there, and it, you know, and it turned into pure hallelujah, and um, and we're cleaning up, right? But we put we put things away, and it feels restful to say, "Thank God for these little people." Oh my gosh, they're so funny. Did you hear Kirsten say that? Did you see? You know, and we get to do that. That is a Sabbath rest for us. You cleaning your house might not be a Sabbath rest, right? Putting mud on the guy's eye was a Sabbath rest for Jesus. And, and the Pharisees thought he was breaking the Sabbath. So we just have to know what is the way our soul rests, and are we doing that? And have we been practicing do, be, do, be, do, do, be, do, do, be, in rest and work because um, the worst days of my life of when I'm ha I've had no rest and you know we have we've had this wild schedule and out of the country teaching coming back teaching here elders meetings whatever whatever I could give you six weeks and you'd all be tired if you didn't know that we were also resting intermittently so here we are we're in Canada we had just gotten done with a full day with the army and 
Did I tell you the story already? The furnace breaks here at Crossroads, and Matt's over here fixing the furnace. Do you want to say thank you that Matt does a lot of do, 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 do for Crossroads? And, um, and so he's here. He's fixing the furnace, and, uh, and he calls to tell us what he's going to be doing next. And then he says to Scott, now I have a rhetorical question to ask you. You don't have to answer it. But you guys have been going and going and going. How are your bodies right now? Are you guys resting? So do you have anybody in your life that's allowed to ask you that question? Like I see you doing a lot of stuff, but where is your B, 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 B time? It was so wonderful because we had just told the Army we weren't coming to the prayer meeting. And we were in bed in our pajamas with our feet up. It was almost like God kept us from having to be shamed with Matt. Oh, yeah, we're, we're actually, we're, we're resting at this very moment. Because in our eldership community, we have a high value of work and rest, doing and being. And we regularly ask one another about it. Like, when are you resting? you got a lot going on with your family right now. You have a lot of things that are happening. And if we see one of us is overdoing it, who in your life gets to ask you about your doing and being? Who's got permission to ask the question? Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly, and Sabbath requires the rhythm of dooby 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 doo. I won't sing anymore, I promise. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. What does holy mean? Right? What is holy? How are you making the Sabbath day holy? Wayne Mueller says, Sabbath is not dependent upon our readiness to stop. We do not stop when we are finished. We do not stop when we complete our phone calls, finish our project, get through this stack of messages, or get this report that is due tomorrow. We stop because it's time to stop. And Sabbath gives us this idea that God's like, I got a stop day. I mean, not anymore. I mean, God's, he's got a whole team of angel armies that's helping you and, you know, You have to stop. You're a human. Come on, tell somebody next to you, you got to stop. You got to stop. Come on, tell three people, you got to stop. Yes, you do. You got to stop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. All you people over there, you got to stop. Yeah. Just got to stop. So Jesus took specific aim at misunderstandings of the Sabbath. As the Lord of the Sabbath, he freely interpreted the Sabbath command, claiming that God gave it to people as a restorative, recuperative gift. And he just happened to feel restorative by grabbing some mud and slapping it on that guy's eyes and healing him on that day. You know, so, so I can't tell you what's restful for you. Right? We, could, we just got to know that we, we have a way to rest. Adele says, God did not intend for life to be all effort. Thank you. Come on. So he punctuated each week with 24 hours of Sabbath rest, during which people could remember what life is about and who it's for. What life is about and who it's for. 
Sabbath is God's way of saying, stop, notice your limits, don't burn out. It's a day he gives us to remember who and what work is for, as well as what matters most. Sunday generously hands us hours to look into the eyes of those we love. We have time for loving and being loved when we rest. When we rest, we have time to love and be loved. Amen. Rhythmically, the Sabbath reminds us that we belong to the worldwide family of God. Go ahead, put your arms out if you want to. We are citizens of another kingdom, a kingdom not ruled by the clock and by the tyranny of the urgent. Because every Sabbath, there's always something else I could do. And if I do, it's a bunch of doo-doo on my Sabbath. If I break my Sabbath and I start, I start scrolling and looking and doing something that is not rest for my soul, it's a bunch of doo-doo. And that is Aramaic for something else. There you go. We need rest from what we do, what we have, and what people say about us. We need rest from what we do, what we have, and what other people say about us. That's why on my Sabbath I don't look at Facebook, because people say things about me. And sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, right? And I could get all jacked up in my soul if I don't take a break from what other people say about me. I got to just have a day to look into the eyes of love with God and know that I am beloved. We need rest, friends. I think it's so cool that Jesus started Lent or his whole ministry life with 40 days not talking to y'all. Right? Not listening to what people said about him or weren't saying about him. He got alone with God to find out what God said about him. Right? Because when you get alone with God the Father, and you get alone with God the Mother, the Holy Spirit, you actually hear the Father and Mother voice of God that gives you health and wholeness and sustenance. Can we all say amen? Amen. It's true. Look it up. Look it up. I'm just telling you. Look up the Holy Spirit. You're going to find she all over the place. So the Holy Spirit wants to bring you the mother heart of God. The Father wants to bring you the father heart of God. And we want to grow up as beloved sons and daughters of God. Yes? Amen. Oh, so get alone and find out who you are on your Sabbath. Who am I? Who do you say? Hey, hey, mama. Hey, papa. What do you say? I want to hear that. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that. I do not need to go on Amazon and buy myself six new pairs of footies. I don't need anything else today. I can fast having stuff. I can fast doing stuff. I can fast what other people say about me. By the way, if you know the Enneagram, those are the three lies that infect your soul, and, but we can't talk about that today. But we can go back to dooby dooby doo, doob dooby dooby. Jeff, you got to get a mic. You know, I mean, this is do you have a rhythm of doing and being? That's all I want to say today. Because the invitation from God for you is I want you to rest and work. I want you to do justice, love mercy, walk humbly, 
and rest. I love what you're up to. I love co-creating with you in the world. And I love when you just sit next to me and hang out and just be. You don't have to do anything. Just be. So do you have a day of rest? And what is your rhythm of work and rest? And Linda, thank you for this winsome art that keeps us grounded. Don't you love Jesus kicking back under the tree in the wilderness to wonder about what God wants to say about him on that day? That's why we can trust the words of Jesus. That song you sing about, you know, he's a man of his word. That's why we can trust Jesus, because Jesus had these rhythms to know who he was, right? And you can trust the Holy Spirit, because she has the words that come up in moments that you need the Holy Spirit to bring in remembrance. And beyond that, God is neither male nor female. God is God. But God gives us ways to understand the belovedness of human beings by showing us good heavenly parenthood. Amen. Do you have a day of rest? So let's just take a moment and reflect, breathe, weary brother, weak young soldier, tired sister, comfort comes, inheritance for you on this day. Rest comes. Just breathe it in. Breathe even right in to your soul. You know, you are a temple not made with human hands. So breathe in the rest for your beautiful temple made in God's image. And allow God's rest to come.